The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. Let me ask you something. Uh, yeah, what's up? Did you know ska came before reggae? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop. We just can't stop, folks. Um, one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Anthony Mullen. What's up? And that was a super quick intro because we don't have that much time. You know that I record another show after this one. Uh, and we don't have enough time because you were late, as always. So I actually had somebody lined up to take over in case you, I really didn't talk to you about it. And I really thought you were going to, you were going to forget. So I had, I had somebody lined up, ready to go. He's been on the show before. And I'm talking about Johnny, the man Townsend. Yes. um, You said Scott Kane before reggae. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. So Scott's a man. I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Uh, That's my opening joke. And he's done. (laughs) I'm out. So yeah, Johnny's back uh, because we're going to be talking some stuff that we've been wanting to talk about uh, as a group here for a little while. And it's a lot of it's going to be kind of pop culture nerd talk. So if that's not your thing, this is probably not your episode. You know what? Hey, got to hear. You would have seen the show info. And if you downloaded the episode anyway, then you're definitely a Chris and Anthony listener. So um, anyway, let's talk some nerd shit, guys. Before we get into that, there's an update, Anthony. After the last episode, you said, oh, I'm going to stay up on top of my news more. I'm going to check in on my stuff. And so so let me ask you something. Last week, we talked about Joe Rogan. We talked about uh, Neil Young. We talked about the controversy, Spotify losing a lot of, you know, a lot of money. Uh, a lot of artists are pulling their music. And Joe Rogan issued wasn't really an apology video, but it was kind of like a I could do better video. Um, that's it part was, of this it was sort of. An explanation, I guess. Yeah, he basically his stance is like he just likes to have conversations with people. He doesn't claim to be an expert in anything. And when he's having these conversations, you know, people something along the lines of like he likes to hear why people have such different views. Right. And so. okay. But then he said, you know, he acknowledges that it, it can be dangerous or maybe he didn't even say that, but he acknowledged the fact that like at the beginning of his episodes, he'll make sure to put disclaimer saying, you know, this is not advice or this is not science. You know what I mean? Like yeah. take it at face okay. value. And he's also going to make an effort of if he has this kind of a guest on one week, the next week, he'll have somebody that can counter that thought. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's kind of his apology. So anyway, that happened. Eh. Then. Oh, then then I'm asking you, are you up on the news? Why? Why did India Irie, Irie, however you say her name, why did she say, I want all my music off Spotify now? And it's because of Joe Rogan. Why? So, Chris, got to be it. Chris, can I sidebar with you? 
No, I need you to just just go with it. Improv, 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 improv. Just improv. improv. All right. So, oh, improv. Okay. Front bar this. Go with so, it. So I'm going to be honest. So I don't know legit facts on what happened. I haven't been keeping up to date. Very good. But, There's a disclaimer okay. here. You're not claiming to be an expert. And, and this is not, not claiming this, to be an expert. You're not trying but, to put out false information. As a professional expert of podcasting and figuring out what can what can go on, um, India Irie pulls all of her music because Joe Rogan slang uh, talk. There, there's a hidden episode uh, that was that was released about three months ago, middle of the night. Uh, it was during an October storm. Only like northeasterns, if you hit it, you know about what storm I was talking about. Uh, episode dropped at midnight unreleased he kind of like under the radar and it was if he dropped it it was really oh my god are we gonna get to it (laughs) it was a slang just whole diss track essentially and it's still out there did you say a a slang a slang Slang. he said it's like slang diss track like it's a whole like diss diss episode that he dissed in the irie let me ask you this first what is what is slang what does slang mean what is that Slang distract Sl- slander slander. So like he's trying to slander oh. her. That's slander. Okay, okay. It, um, no. Go with him. I'm not go with improving. No. Why? Why? It uh, is about. Oh, ironically, it is about stuff he said. Yes. Um. So here's the thing. This is not new either. This came out a few right. years ago. Somebody put together like a YouTube video of a supercut of all different moments throughout the entire history of Joe Rogan's podcasting career since he's been recording it on video in which he drops the N word all the time, telling stories about black people and this and that, like it's, it's, it's rough to watch. And he claims, you know, in that time he thought he was saying it in the, in the context of where we're having a discussion. I'm not throwing it out there as derogatory, but uh, yeah. So she said, pull it. I don't want my stuff on there. It's not even because of, of the misinformation. It's because of, you know, the, the kind of the racism that's kind of prevent prevalent through some of the things he discusses. Yeah. That oh, even brought into rock too, to this, by the way. Oh, wait, did it? Wait, Why? Hold on. What? Yeah. Okay. So apparently uh, rock and Rogan or Dwayne Johnson, I should say uh, are fairly, I was going to say, that sounds like a new tag team, rock and rock Rogan, and Rogan. <laughs> rock and Rogan. <laughs> uh, uh, like when Rogan came out with that first quote unquote apology that you were talking about, yeah, the rock sort of kind of backed him up on it. Right. Like saying, Hey, this is, I saw John Stewart did too. Yeah. This is how you learn. Uh, John Stewart's take was a little different. We can talk about that too, but yeah, uh, yeah. this, but the rock was like, this is how you learn uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like he's making a sincere attempt at, you know, getting better and wanting to improve. Cause if you kind of listen to it, uh, I'm, you know, even before all this, like I could give or take Joe Rogan. He didn't bother me, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. also I didn't seek him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but uh, so he kind of did that. So I, a lot of people saw that as him taking up for Rogan. And then on Twitter, um, some, I don't remember her name. Uh, I'm blanking on who she was, but somebody brought up Nancy uh, Reagan. <laughs> this, was Nancy Reagan. <laughs> this is definitely factual. Yeah, it was Nancy yes. Reagan. And uh, she brought up something uh, like just some of the stuff he had said in the past. And he responded to that, like kind of uh, dismissing her. And then somebody else uh, responds and, br- and brings up all these instances of this. Yeah. 
And Rock was like, oh, man, I didn't even know about any of this. And uh, so Rock quickly, quickly backtracked. He said, peace out, Rogue, you on your own. Yeah. yeah. See you, buddy. <laughs> Good Lord. Like, I'm going to try to help you out. But unfortunately, just like you already dug that that, that yeah. grave too, too deep. So I think it kind of raises the point of like if. Well, this is not, this is just the truth. Like we all have done stuff in our past. Oh yeah, that we're not proud of. Like mm-hmm. we all grow. I mean, I've frequently said on shows that when I was younger, I try to use my humor as more of a shock value thing. Same, because I, I was the same was, way. Because I thought that was funny. Because we grew and, up on that, man. You and I yeah. grew up in a time when radio was in this evolution of well, yes. a lot of America was right. Like, look, put this into, into things look we can it. discuss. Wrestling, right? How things started to go more edgy, you know, things like that. And there was something that was happening in America with the culture at the time that was pushing against a lot of, you know, the conservatism from the years before that. So there was this kind of want to be edgy and to be saying things just for shock value, even as comedians, like that's not old, right? That's always happened. But we grew up when like the shock jock was a thing in the radio, you know, because before that, you would never dream of saying some of the things or doing some of the things they did on the radio or on the air. Um, yeah. You know, for, for younger listeners, if you, you know, you might think of Howard Stern as this old guy, that's got this XM radio station and interviews everybody. But this dude right. used to have women masturbate live over the live radio that came yeah. into your cars, not where you had to subscribe. And, they, and just quickly, they didn't come into your cars. But, but like, this was the, the he, he was like one of those kind of uh, super edgy dudes back in the yeah. day. So I get that, that, that was what we, that's what we grew up with. And I was the same way, you know, I'd sit at the lunch table and I would say some, uh, some of the craziest stuff just to see the people be like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? I would do. Yeah. I would definitely do that and make all kinds of very tasteless jokes and stuff that today, looking back, I am not really proud of, even if they got a laugh back then or whatever. Dude, my jokes today are only tasteless because I had Rona. Oh, wow. Come on. That's a good joke, dude. Get it. Tasteless. Rona. I got it. I love it. Oh, like I can't taste because I had the Rona. I've already made two cum jokes. I have no room to talk (laughs) about any sort of joke. Uh, I don't feel comfortable making cum jokes, so I don't talk. uh, I wish. uh, Can we isolate that, Chris? And then just cut it off right before he says jokes. Uh, I don't feel comfortable making cum jokes. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> anyway but yeah so uh so i guess this kind of to me brings up the point do you think that uh we are really uh there's a couple of things here right and i don't want to come off like i'm the, the, the never in any situation obviously should that word be used uh, oh yeah especially if you're white for crying out loud like what reason do you have to ever say it uh, but uh you know does it bring up the point of like a are we allowed to grow as people and the stuff in our past yeah uh stay there or keep shoved into our face uh you know that's one thing and i'm very torn on that because i think uh you know at the same time you should grow but also uh that is kind of the consequences you live with for saying those things before right yeah is this thing kind of being brought back up Right. It shouldn't just disappear, go under the rug and act like it never, ever happened. Right. Like exactly. if, if anybody decides they want to bring it up again and you just have to deal with it, that, hey, it came up again. And yes, I know I dealt yeah. with this, you know, and that's what it's what it is. 
that's kind of like your penance for it. You brought you you did it, so it's gonna come up. Well, Just, at least at least uh, at, at least to deal with it properly. So like when it does come up, don't dismiss it or you know cause a scene so it blows up out of proportion. Yeah, but we also kind of live in we also kind of live in that era where we expect these really famous people when they get caught in their mistakes to apologize. But then we also never, ever believe their apology, right? We never, ever do. And it's never enough. It's rare. It's rare when you yeah. do, right? Because it does seem, it seems contrived. It seems like it comes from a publicist. Yeah. Um, so what was the other side of that? You said that was the first one, you know, do, do people have a pathway to forgiveness and changing? And I think so. Um, and then, so what's the other side of this? Well, I mean, I hope so, right? Like, I think yeah. as a any person should hope that that's a thing. Like you should hope that you continue to grow as a person. That yeah. should be a thing that you do. Uh, but the other part is isn't the that whole, wasn't the old parable or old that old saying was uh, let him who has free of sin cast the first stone or whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's the point. Like nobody's perfect. So for you to try to hold someone to that standard is a little much. Then it's like, what are you saying? You know, yeah, you're a little you know, there's yourself, all kinds buddy. of parables about that. You know, the glass house, throwing stones, all those things. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And the other part of it is kind of the apology thing. Like, when, when do you think an apology uh, is sincere? It's really hard to tell. Especially tears, tears and groveling. A lot <laughs> of groveling. And, I'm you, I've seen and tears tears a, share, a share of the pie. A share of the pie. So Joe Rogan, oh, yeah. send that money this way, buddy. Yeah. This podcast has been going on for a minute, buddy. So, so Chris, I, I want to ask, do you have a um, do you have a measurement amount of tears? Like, do you require a certain like, amount of tears, like a liter? Of no, tears, it's not. Or? It's not about the amount. It's about the flavor. How saturated are they with the the grief and the kind of sorrow of feeling like you did something wrong? Because I want to lick the tears. And if they yeah. don't taste sad enough, you're out the dough. Yeah, I think it's just hard to tell when anybody, let alone a celebrity, is sincere, right? Like yeah, right. It's tougher. Yeah. And, and you judge. Everybody does judge celebrities because they live at a higher status. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 a weird They're world allowed. we live in. And but there is another side to this, too, in, in that I think this is where Jon Stewart was coming from, was that like when you start to censor other people because of differing opinions, like you're really looking at a dangerous line there, right? Like that's. Yeah. And that's the idea here was that we we're supposed to, but I feel like that's tough too, because it's not about having a different opinion. These people, a lot of times when the things that are being questioned here on these episodes, it's not about opinion. It's about, I'm this credentialed and I know this for a fact. And I know for a fact, the other side is trying to dupe you and lie to you. And when you do that, that's intentional misleading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, the few times that I have heard Joe Rogan's show, and usually it's because I either like the guest he's having on or something like that. Uh, David Duke. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, Anthony's like, I don't know who that is, but okay. <laughs> uh, John a-hole Anthony there. There, I'll help <laughs> yeah. you. Out. He was like seventies, okay. eighties, nineties. Like he was like the head of the Ku Klux Klan or the yeah. Aryan oh, thing. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, it's Good Lord uh, Anthony. It's, read a book. Read a yeah, book. Uh, it's he. Well, there's a couple. Like you know, Rogan is also so big, right? Mm-hmm. Like in podcasting, is isn't he like one of the number ones for sure? Like I think he's, he's the top, the top in the world yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, Think about that status. Think about what comes with that, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Right. Yeah. Even if you didn't ask for it, you have it. Right. Uh, And he's he's a comedian, too. Like, that's how he started out. And that's where there's a fine line now, because as a comedian, he's got the ideals of nothing's off limits in comedy. I should be able to say this. I should be able to be this way. And so he kind of transitions that into his conversational pieces and how he's putting this piece of content out. And he's got to realize that's a different entity. You know what I mean? You have to take care about how messages are put out there or what's happening with that. Even if you don't believe a certain way, you have a responsibility, right? Unless you're just going to come straight out and say it, that you're just like, like Alex Jones or something like this. Hey, I'm, I'm off the wall. And you know what I mean? Like, he, I just feel like he does, he keeps trying to dodge the fact that he's respond. He has a responsibility, and it doesn't feel like he he gets it that way. Do you know what? I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know what you're saying. Like whether he asked for it or not, that's just where he's at now, right? He's got a whole audience that will follow his every word, no matter what, and they may or may not know that he's joking around sometimes, right? And also. Uh, you know, I've heard his conversations with people. He's not afraid, and this is one thing I do like is that he's not afraid to bring up uh like another opinion on something when you're talking about a topic oh oh, yeah i do think that's important when there's a topic of discussion and like i do like to to hear why somebody thinks different from me i do like to hear that it's a little a little preclude preclude or a prelude of what's coming in a little while here (laughs) yes (laughs) i do like i do like to like hear like why somebody thinks that way right Right. like i think Mm -hmm. it's important because to if me, you just you live in really, an echo chamber, you don't grow. Yeah. yeah, you'll never grow. You'll never grow. You'll just keep being the same thing. And, uh, you know, I've definitely, you know, this also, you know, we're kind of in a, you know, I don't know if people know this. Or not. There's a lot of people getting sick with with the, the Rona. It's not Rona's, fun. Uh, you yeah. know, my be- one of my best pals works in a hospital and he's told me some awful stuff. Right. He's a nurse in the ER and like they're they run out of beds. Right. Uh, because of this stuff still, I think a lot of people tra- are, we're kind of at the point now where we've dealt with it so long. I think we're kind of like pretending it doesn't exist, but it does. Right. Uh, so it's most certainly a thing and he's dealt with, uh, and he's just like a low level pa- a podcaster like me, <laughs> uh, go check out Richard bliss. Uh, he, he's dealt with, uh, just like even people he knows putting stuff on Facebook that is just, uh, like, where are you even getting this from? Right. <laughs> it's crazy uh, it's just it's pretty wild uh we definitely live that's the one of the good slash bad things about the internet uh the good thing is you can learn a lot but the bad thing is anybody can put information well no matter what it is on mm-hmm. the internet there's been plenty of times i used to have a, a youtube channel right and it was literally everything i did was purely for comedy and i would say absurd things that i thought it was obvious that these were for comedy i put up this video right about quote unquote facts about North Carolina, the state I happen to live in. And it had literally had things like uh, North Carolina was, I'm just proud of this joke, by the way, North Carolina is part of the Bible belt, uh, which is great for holding up the Bible pants, right? Like that's <laughs> like, that was literally one of the lines on there. And I would have people comment on this video saying uh, like, these aren't true. Like these are, <laughs> like deadpan things. Like they were mad at me for these things. <laughs> Like man, it's just there's just all kinds of people out there. You just never know. Yeah, some yeah. aunt or uncle out there was like, you know what? I want to learn about more about my great state. Yeah. Goes onto the Google searches it, sees you, is like, ah, 
this man looks like he lives from North Carolina. I want to yeah. hear what he's got to say about my about my home. Is that a and what? Are you trying to do, what? What I tried is that? I try to do. I try to do a southern accent, guys. Can we not hate? I have D and D later today, and I am just like warming up the vocal cords for the improv. And y'all are hating on my improv and making me feel awkward. I'm not hating on it. I'm just trying to decide. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, where this come from? (gasps) It's you've been listening to me talk. Is that is that supposed to be me? (laughs) No, no. I just tried throwing a southern accent. I was not trying to mimic you. My Johnny impression is very different. We know this. Okay, well, we got to hear it now. Why hello there? I'm just kidding. That's not my. That's pretty close. I can't. I can't be mad at that. (laughs) Honestly, when I think John, when I think of an impression for you, I think of the old prospector. That's like, yeah, yeah. I I picture him more than you. Eh. Anyway, Bible Belt, your YouTube video. That's probably what happened. People, moms and aunts and uncles, were trying to find some historical information about their state and find your video, and they're like, "This is not right." And because that's the point I brought it up, right? You know what it was? was, I'm going to tell you what it was. There was a kid in the third grade somewhere that had to do a little presentation in his class on North Carolina, and he used that video to get his facts. And his teacher was like, where did you get that stuff? And he's like, well, it was on the it was on YouTube. And so then the parents. true. That would bring me so much joy. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, dude? That'd be hilarious. Oh, God. Oh, man. Um, I was just opening my my phone to get to the topic we're about to get to, but then I saw something on Twitter, um, and you know how it tells you about like whatever's trending, this and that. Oh, yeah. No. Do you or or sometimes even it says like for you or whatever. But do you ever see a name and you're like, uh oh, I don't want to hit that and see R.I.P. So and so. Oh yeah, especially yeah. here recently, right? We've lost right. a lot of good ones. So I'm gonna tell you the ones that came up real quick, and you guys tell me yes or no if these ones would make your heart jump. All right. Like, like, oh, no. Did something happen? Okay. 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 Robert Redford. Definitely. Because he's an older, he's an older person. (laughs) Anthony's like, Anthony, they can't hear your head shake, buddy. No. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. Silence. He's an expert on podcasting. That's right. That's right. I'm an expert. Pete Davidson. Uh, No. I'm just going to assume it's about who he's dating or whatever. Oh, well, okay. So the intention is that I'm not there. Okay. No, no, no. Like when you see that, will it make your heart go because you think they may have died? Okay. No, he is young. I wouldn't think that. Okay. Bill Murray. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting getting up there. He's he's getting old. He didn't look, he he looked old in Ghostbusters. Axel Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think usually yes, but I know why he's trending. I did see that one earlier. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah. then lastly, this is the only other name that shows up on this list. John Cena. No, he's like, uh, he's like just a little bit older than me. So isn't that and sad? Like when you think about those things, I, cause yeah. I look at that and I'm like, what? <laughs> And he's in fantastic shape, so I'm not super worried about God. that. Yeah. It's Peacemaker. Horrible. Some good stuff happened, I guess. Oh, all right, guys. Speaking of Peacemaker, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about um, some of the pop culture and nerd comic book stuff that we've all watched recently. And we I just wanted to kind of talk about some of these things. And yeah. it just hasn't been a good venue for it until now. Uh, now that Johnny was able to join us. So the first thing I need to ask is, Anthony, did you watch The Eternals? I have not watched The Eternals. 
All right. Well, spoilers <sighs> are coming up. <laughs> yep, deal with that. No one texted me to say, hey, watch the Eternals. No, I Sunday. told you to make sure you were caught up on all your Marvel stuff is what I told you. You saw Shang-Chi? Yes. Okay. You saw Shang-Chi. You okay, saw Hawkeye? Yes. All right. Yeah, um, all right. And then saw, started to watch Peacemaker. Okay. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't and watched that yet either. I Peacemaker's DC, guys. Peacemaker's and then DC, Ghost, guys. Ghostbusters? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know he's seen that because they just made a comment about Bill Murray. So yeah, I know he's seen that. So let's that's, get into that's towards the end of that movie. Let's watch the. Uh, let's watch. Let's, let's spoilers abound, by the way. Let's oh, spoilers. Yeah. I do not want to be hindered. By yeah. This. So yeah. If you haven't seen any of this stuff, uh, maybe you should watch it first and form your own opinion, and then listen to ours. There you uh, go. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, start, also, I want to start. Oh, sorry. Go book ahead. Of, uh, book of Boba Fett. Uh, I think. Oh, book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. So good one. Good one. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and start. We're going to start with let's start with Book of Boba Fett real quick. OK. Book of Boba Fett. Anthony, you're caught up. I started it. I didn't watch through the whole thing. Oh, I, my I, God. I, I, I literally, you told me to start watching it. I watched the first episode. God damn it. <laughs> well, guess what? If you don't want to hear the spoilers, you want to take your headphones you can, off. You can spoil it for me, but I can make comments. I did start watching it. So what did you think of the first episode? The escape from it, the Sarlacc pit. Oh, man, it was like a, it was like a week and a half. All right. Um, from what I could. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Anthony's that third grader that yes. had all this time to do his report on North yeah. Carolina, and he didn't. So the last minute, he stayed up and watched that YouTube video and wrote his yeah. report. That's Anthony right now. No, guys, what happened is I watched the first episode two two weeks ago or so, and I didn't watch anything more from it. All right. You have plenty of time to watch it. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just skip that then. Let's, let's go into Marvel. Let's talk about some Marvel stuff. So, okay. um, the earliest of the stuff we're talking about is Hawkeye, right? No, Shang-Chi. Anthony, Shang-Chi, go. All right. Shang-Chi is cool. I usually don't watch Kung Fu movies. Um, don't know anything about the Ten Rings. And I know that they try to hint uh, b- b- before that the Ten Rings are actually the Ten Rings that the Mandarin uses. So I don't know any accuracy to the comics as far as that. Just seeing the movie alone, I liked it. Um if those are supposed to be the 10 rings, like on the Mandarin's finger that can cause powers. And like those, the rings that like shoot blasts and everything, they look neat. I like how they turn into like, kind of like whips and rods and he can kind of projectile shoot them. Um, uh, it reminded me very much kind of like, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Gundam back in the nineties. Uh, the one series they had the Gundam that would like shoot out little rockets from them. But Shang-Chi really interesting. Uh, like the fighting, like the superhero comic book, costume not really too flashy but still looked uh really kind of cool that red uh was like the dra- the dragon armor uh, i like the idea of the introduction of dragons um i was expecting to see thing fang foom references i don't know if i missed them if they did show them would be cool because if it's going to be for phase four they're going to be bringing in the fantastic four introduce dragons which they allude to in the other series. I don't think Fantastic Four is coming in Phase Four because we're or, dead or, in the or middle or, or closing or, in on the or, end of Phase Four, or, or coming after it. Like throughout this, like they've been hinting towards, like, even outside that, like the Fantastic Four are coming after. Like or throughout this, like they're either hinting it or like coming. Dude, after. it's too bad you didn't see Eternals, man. It's too bad you didn't see Eternals, but you'll hear, you'll hear about it. Johnny, what'd you think of Shang Chi? I really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked it quite a bit i really i mean from the first 
fight on the bus, I was hooked. I was like, yeah, this is this movie is gonna be fun, and it's a fun ride. Uh, the characters are really likable. It's Marvel does a fantastic job of casting their movies, uh, if anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and they continue that here. Uh, really loved everyone in it. Uh, fantastic, fun ride. Um, I think it's one of those movies where you don't even have to be that familiar with the the characters. You can kind of get into it, and because uh, I mean, I'd, I've heard of the character, but um, like I. Man, I think I might have read one or two books that he was in, you know, at most, or one or two comic books that he was in, uh, but they weren't just solely about him. So this was my learning experience about that character. Uh, so I don't know how comic book close it is either when it comes to that, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it, really liked it. Uh, and I definitely want to see more of those characters. I really would love to see them continue to be part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, very, uh, very much. Uh, I mean, I watched it with my mom and uh, she loved it too. And she most certainly didn't know any of these characters. So uh, I think I said something about it and maybe that'll come up again when I'm talking about Eternals. Uh, But uh, yeah, I really, really, I think this is one of those Marvel will do this every once in a while, right? Like they'll have a hidden gem of a movie uh, and which is weird to say because, you know, Spider-Man just made ridiculous money. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's one of those hidden gems that a lot of people may have been like, I don't know if you want to watch this, but man, some of the best hand-to-hand combat fighting in a Marvel movie, for sure. Whoever I did really- the choreography, should have they should have had him for Iron Fist. Yes. Because yeah, that 100%. was a lot of what really hurt that fil- that show yes. was that the fighting didn't look realistic. And then it, the all the melodrama was way too much. Yeah. But, but yeah. I agree. Um, so Anthony, yes, the Ten Rings, the whole Mandarin thing. This is all tied. This is all. This actually goes back to Tony Stark to Iron Man. So a lot yeah. of the mythos and the things we're seeing in this movie goes all the way back to there, and who was you know pulling strings with certain things. Um, and that's the thing I really like about Marvel is that Marvel builds these these storylines and these arcs right and when they finish it they make sure that it impacts what comes after and that many times after you'll have callbacks or th- and you'll see the reasoning for this happening yeah, in right? a different movie right yeah like, uh, like look know. at avengers right after avengers everything after that was always in reference to what happened in new york you know yeah. and Dang. then the, the next one ultron everything was always have a reference to the sokovia what happened in sokovia right and how it impacted mm-hmm. all of these different people and then even the ripples on all these these side movies I mean, even you know even in this you know iron man 3 had the mandarin quote unquote yeah. And it was this it was, actor guy, right, right, who shows up in uh, this movie. That we're talking and we about get now. more of an explanation of what happened back yeah. then. And he like, was we get more, by the way. <laughs> Yo, ben Kingsley, Sir Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley is, is yeah. awesome. It, 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 I love how it's like we, we're not just going to forget this happened. We're going to explain. We're going to make it work that it wasn't just for nothing. Yeah. And They're really good at planting seeds and then now, growing those seeds later. They're very yeah. good at that. I agree. Uh, and so now we're looking at a lot of things that are are kind of reacting or showing us the ripple effects of what happened after the snap and then after the five years and everybody came back right because i think that was referenced a couple times in shang chi i gotta say shang chi i went into it thinking that it i I, it was one of these things that i have to like 
all right, I'm just going to watch this because I want to say I watched all the movies, right? I don't think I'm going to really get into it because a lot of the feedback mm-hmm. and things that I'd heard was that it wasn't that good, that it was one Same. of Marvel's weaker movies. Um, I even heard somebody say it's called Shang-Chi, but he's barely in it. And I was just like, what? This is good. I got to see this movie, right? Which um, is a weird take because he's in it a lot. <laughs> right. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was. It wasn't just Kung Fu in the style of Kung Fu, like um, old style, you know, Kung Fu. Or just even the martial arts aspect, but it brought it to those kind of magical kung fu movies like Flying Tiger and Hidden Drag, you know, where people can like literally fly when they do their fighting. And yeah. the one lady, mm-hmm. she controls the wind and, and all that stuff. Like Very that's, that's and- awesome. Yes. And I, I love that style of like old school, like fantasy kung fu, if you will. Right. No, exactly what you mean. And so that's what this this brought to the it, to me. It enriches the the Marvel Cinematic Universe now because now we have dragons, right? Like these yeah. kind of mystical creatures, and not just the kind of dragons everybody thinks about, like the scaly dragons from like Game of Thrones. But we have like those big dog looking dragons. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the ones that you always see that they have on like Chinese parades. You know what I mean? It's the, just the tattoos. Yeah, it just looks so awesome. Um, yeah, and the characters I thought were great. You know, um, I thought Shang Chi's uh, friend, whatever her name was, I can't remember now, oh, but she was like, yeah, she was great, dude. Yeah, I really liked their chemistry a lot. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought I again, I didn't know why the movie got as much hate as it did because I really thought it was it was a well done movie and and it just looked good. Remember the fight on the side of the building with all the bamboo structure? Oh, yeah, holy dude, high hell. tense. That is terrifying. I don't. It really like reminded me of. Uh, sometimes it reminded me of a Jackie Chan movie, right? Yes, like there was always, a lot of those moments. Yeah. yeah, he would find himself in his movies uh, where he would be like in some weird places doing fights, and that. And that's very much a positive because I love Jackie Chan. So no, I this is a great kung fu, Chris. I think you, that's exactly how I felt. I watched it because I was like, I, I I'll hear it because I wanted to see what it was about but i wasn't expecting anything great i was hearing a lot of crap about it surprised was complete sleeper this is a good one but um next was uh let's see the tv shows tv shows hawkeye um yeah hawkeye so what did you think of hawkeye johnny uh adored it loved it um Man, they just keep knocking out of the park with their TV shows. I, think. I wasn't expecting a CW style show for Hawkeye. Yeah, and when I say that, I don't mean it in a because it had an aesthetic. It wasn't corny, right? But it just had that aesthetic. It was almost like a family show. You know what I mean? And yeah, I wasn't I expecting think, a family show for Hawkeye. I think for me, what really helped me it was based on those Matt Fraction books. Yeah, uh, and I read those and loved, love, love, love that Hawkeye. And they really did a good job, I felt, of bringing that to life. Like, it really nice. felt like this was from those, those stories. You know, you got the same characters. You got, you know, and I thought, the obviously, the two main leads were really good. Um, you know, Pizza Dog was always awesome. Uh, there's side note. There is a whole issue in the Matt Fraction run. That's just about that dog. Oh, uh, man. Hot, and it's amazing. Uh, but, and man, good gosh. Anytime. Anytime. You bring uh, that kingpin from Daredevil, oh. that guy. I'm blanking on his name, but he's so good. D'Onofrio, Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors. Like that guy's so freaking good. If you're gonna bring that kingpin into here, hundred uh, percent. That's that's bringing me on board even more than I already was, and I already liked it. So 
How about the uh, nod to the 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 costume he had in in one of the Spider Man runs where he had yes. the Panama the Panama shirt, you know what I mean, yes. and the hat and everything, <laughs> dude. How awesome was that? Um, I lo- let me tell you. So again, I wasn't expecting it to be family style show, but loved it from the get go because it it still had this this kind of edgy side to it where now this is still Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. where Thanos exists, where you know we've seen you know, T'Challa's dad get murdered. Like this is the st- same kind of universe still. And we know that too, because I love that we got to see the uh, the musical. invasion of New York from the, yeah. f- the perspective of somebody that lived in the city at the time. Right. And then had yeah. to watch these guys battle it. So it was cool because we got to see that in the regular movies when the movies first came out. And then now we got to kind of see it. Ha- you know what it's like? It's like when you watch back to the future and then the second one where you can see scenes from the first one playing out, you know what I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that little callback, but from a different angle. Uh, so I liked that a lot. I like, like you said, I love the characters and how they interacted, the chemistry they had, and it made it, it made it so it was believable. So like with Kate Bishop, it wasn't like some girl who said, oh, I want to do that. And I, I remember that and I'm inspired. And now she's a great marksman. We find out that's what drove her. Right. And she became somebody that excelled in all this stuff, like academics, taekwondo, jujitsu, you know, so she, of course she knows how to fight. Right. So that's I thought that was awesome. The way they just kind of had that character built. That was that how she was in the comics. Yes, uh, they did a really good job with her, uh, oh. you know we're kind of getting to the phase now where the, you know, the original heroes are either gone or they're like someone else is kind passing of the, the torches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a really good job of, of that too. And it continued here. Right. Yeah. Uh, I could watch another Hawkeye series. It's Hawkeye and oh, easy and Kate Bishop mm-hmm. again and be all happy for it. Uh, so yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing more of her. Uh, Haley, what's her name? What's her last name? Uh, Haley, the remember. actress that played her, but uh, she's fantastic. Oh, uh, she was really great. Good. She was so, she was, and that's what yeah. sold me when I said it had that CW feel, right? Just her, her, just like, I don't know. Her presence was just like, wow, she's actually really good. Right. It's not corny. Her personality mixed with Clint Barton's personality. Very good. Um, she had this very, like kind of this short cutoffness, like she's trying to be tough, kind of like how he is very cut off too. But you know, you, you do get to see that family side because he's a dad. Um, and you know, you get to see these moments where she is still child in a ways and she's not this hero, but you can see like they, with you, Johnny, they can easily do another couple series. And then at some point, let her take over as Hawkeye and let him step down for real. And he could probably do that knowing that there's another Hawkeye out there, but yeah. I do. He, what I love about could, this movie, he could 100% do like a, uh, Batman beyond, right. Where like, there's another Batman, yeah. but the original Batman's kind of, uh, helping out. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I, I can I can see them wa- trying to do that with this along with a lot of the other movies and the other heroes. But this one I like where you do see his family side. You get to see this. I mean, y- y'all know me. I'm saps for the family. So like the first episode when he's taking his kids to go see the musical, part of me is like, oh, that's so awesome. That's like really cool. We never like we all see them when they're running from danger, getting shot at, like trying to just barely survive. Or we're seeing them in the post fight or and before the fight, we don't see them in their downtime. It's it was fun to see that, but then you see the the traumatic, uh, the, the trauma that you know anywhere he goes, he's going to see reminders of this giant fight, this giant play about how. Yeah, the play was, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, like there's reminders everywhere, and I like having that side of the show t- too because you don't. 
I think the one of the other closest sides we have of this is like Paul Rudd, where Ant Man comes back and it's just like kind of like him reacting to what is happening. Yeah. Not yeah, he lost he lost years of his daughter growing up. He lost so many different years coming back, you know, because in the quantum realm, what was it? What do you say? It was like five minutes or 20 minutes or seconds. something like that. Yeah, it was, like, it was a short amount of time. Yeah, and if it wasn't like, for that rat, uh, things would have uh, been very different. Right. But right. Like, we the, don't see the we don't see the background life of anyone. Yeah, you know? true, true. You know what I liked the one of the most the things I liked about it the most was it was the holidays. It was the Christmas season. Oh, beautiful. And that was New York City at Christmas time was the backdrop for this entire series. So I loved it. I love that they kept it during that time. It wasn't like, okay, now we're going to move forward a few months and we're we're past it, you know what I mean? Um so I really did. I loved it. And I thought, you know, so far they've just been hitting it out of the park with their series. They really have, so, you know, yeah. um, they haven't had anything that's been a dud. There's been ones that aren't as good as the ones before or after, but, but they're um, still good. Yeah, still good. And they still yeah. add to what's happening. So like these are the these are shows that we'll go back to in two or three years after witnessing like Marvel or Avengers five and some of these other big, big movies that are coming, we're going to go back and say, Oh, this is when this happened. They planted it. Does you know what I mean? And that's what I love about yeah. these shows mm-hmm. um, and movies. So next after that, the next one in line would be eternals. Anthony, again, Spoil you can take away. your I'm headphones okay with- off. Nah, bring, bring it to me. I- I'll take it. What do you it's know fine. of the eternals in terms of the comics? Nothing. So I like the movie I've been hearing mixed things on. So it's one of those like it's been on the last of my radar to watch. I know nothing about them. No, I know lies. I know that they were supposed to be like the precursor to the gods or the gods that created the gods. That mentality. They're there to watch the earth, but know nothing else other than that. So there's people, really. but there's entities before them called celestials. Yes. They're okay. the celestials. I know the that celestials. Somewhere. Yes. Are kind of creators of universes and things. Um mm-hmm. We saw them in Guardians of the Galaxy. Was there? Was there, was there a celestial? The giant in that? celestial had, and in Thor, yeah. Thor was going to bring nice. the giant celestials. So there you go, right? So mm-hmm. that they are in this movie. Celestials are in this movie. The idea okay. that you know they have worlds where basically the whole point to this celestial body, the planet, whatever, it's more of an incubator. That's where they plant a seed for a celestial to grow from. And what's happening on the civilizations and the things happening on the world. Um, it, they, you know, Eternals are sent there to kind of safeguard and make sure they don't destroy each other, you know, and kill each other off and mm-hmm. help them advance because what the amount of energy and mostly it's like cosmic energy, nuclear energy, that kind of stuff, that amount of energy that whatever, you know, civilizations on these worlds put out the celestial inside feeds on that and grows. And it gets to a point that's called the, um, the emergence, right? And that's when okay. it's time for this world to be destroyed, the Eternals to be called back, their memories to be wiped, and then they get sent to another world to, to you know, again, incubate one of these. Okay. Um, so that's the that's kind of like the, the overall mythos and, and picture of what's happening. And um, Johnny, yes, let me ask you something. Yeah. You saw this in one sitting. You sat down and watched it in one sitting. Yes. When uh, you finished, that's... what was your initial feeling? All right, so this is the difference, right? Like I, all right. So, uh, just so everybody knows, Chris watched it in install installments. Almost. Yes, I watched it in like thirty minute increments, kind yeah. of a little bit like that. It was almost like and watching I, it as a series. And I was jealous because I felt like I would have loved this more if I had done the same. Because I watched it all in one sitting, and if you do that, it really drags in places for sure. And it's you still favorite. aren't getting information that you wish you had, right? Uh, cause some of the characters, uh, I didn't 
didn't necessarily feel anything for, right? Because they just didn't have enough time to really build them up because there's so many new characters are trying to introduce in one thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's very tough to do. So some of them got much more love than others did. Um, that's That thing really bothered me. I still overall liked it. Uh, it goes along this way got too. a lot of hate this this one it, yeah, said yeah. everybody Which, said this is a dud and i'm thinking to myself so much happened in this that's about to inform what's coming and it played off yeah. of a lot of the things that happened because parts of this movie take place right after the blip and people having returned so they've already like dealt with the fact that thanos existed snapped his finger yeah yeah and uh, the uh, both after credit scenes were very fascinating to me. They really Ooh, got me excited. This could be fun to talk about too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those got me really excited. I'm very much looking forward to where those lead. Uh, I'm also a big uh, fan of Kamel. I always say his last name wrong because it's Kamel Nanjiani. Uh, that's right. Yes, uh, I've loved that guy for a long time. Like just because he started out as like a stand-up comedian, and I've followed him since he did stand-up. Uh, and then, like, he would go into podcasting. Uh, he had an X-Files podcast that was excellent. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm a fan of his to start with. And he was he was great. And it's this and his uh, his human uh, uh, buddy friend who filmed everything. His producer. Uh, yeah, Looks I like an agent the whole, producer, dude. Yeah, I could have watched the whole series just about those two. Hey, maybe they'll and, have a series, right? And I would have really enjoyed it. But that's kind of part of my point, too, right? Like, there's so many new characters that I'd wish they'd spent more time on some of these just so I would get to know them better. Yeah. And um, I really think that this should have been uh, done more like a, a, series. The, a TV series, a series, because you could have, you could have given more to the characters. It would have definitely cut down on the drag of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause in the last, because it, it takes a while for this thing to pick up because they're introducing just so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a grand idea too. like yeah. the idea of what's happening in this world. Like I just told you that the sum of it. Right. But that's yeah. after sitting through the entire movie to get this whole idea on how this is all working, because you don't get most of that information till close to the end of the movie. Um, yeah. And Eternals, too, is also not one of the more known oh, properties God, no. of Marvel. Right. Right. Uh, they like a. Guardians pre guard like they're like yeah. the Guardians where who like which is what I was about to say you know the first Guardians movie does a fantastic job of bringing in these new characters uh, and really kind of building upon them and make and helping you learn about them but there, but then it, there's not as many like Eternals there's like it feels like there's twelve or something or ten or twelve characters that are new that just put in forth in front of you yeah it's about it's about eight know. seven or eight yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, uh, so, well, actually, there's a little more in there, but we'll get to it here in yeah. a sec. It, well, it, so it was it was created by Jack Kirby. So let's not forget too. Jack Kirby was really into doing these kinds of epic, you know, spanning kind of not teams. I'm talking about just the ideas, the stories, the whole cosmic yeah. thing. These ideas that there are celestials and how they birth these things. Like that's his thing. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. It is, dude. It's super dense, and for somebody who's not into that stuff or would not have been familiar, and I'm, I'm not, I'm far from familiar. You know, I only became familiar more with it after the fact, looking into it more. Um, yeah. But I got to say, you know, having broken it up, uh, I'll tell you right now: if you watch it all in one sitting, this movie goes all over the place, and it happens a lot. And so yeah, sometimes it, it starts. Uh, in the present, and this is what's going on, and then without like any re- rhyme or reason, yeah. it cuts back to like. 200 a lot of flashbacks. 
Yeah. And it shows you how the Eternals have been around through human civilization and have helped human civilization advance, yeah. right? Which would have worked way better as a TV show. And that's the way that it worked for yeah. me. So every time I did that, it felt like every time there was chop ups, it didn't feel too jarring. I could see how it happened because every time I did installments, it happened a lot. And so I could see it throw you off if you, yeah. you, know, you weren't there or you didn't see it the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the idea. Like you get to see them what's going on in the present time. And then you get to see how they helped people advanced all the way to the point where they're there when the atom bomb is dropped on Hiroshima. And they're just like the one dude who helps with advancements in technology. Like he's heartbroken. He's like, maybe we might not like, this would never have happened. Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, pushed them to this, to be this far. Uh, He's 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 another character that I would have loved more stuff about. Right. Like I thought there's a lot of, you can go really deep on that character. Yeah. Uh, really? of, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of cool characters stuff. here. I liked how they ripped off a couple of justice league characters. Cause we have a yes. girl in a red suit. That's a speedster and yep. is like the oh, flash. Man. You've got uh, Icarus, right? Who is Superman without a cape. He yep. flies. He's got super strength and he shoots uh, lasers, lasers out of his eyes. Heat yeah. beams out I of did his see eyes. Him in, I did see him in one of the trailers. I'm like, oh, okay. So we but I love Superman now. I love how a lot of these characters were named or kind of related to gods and, and mythical uh, people that we know in, in myths and legends of earth. Like Icarus is the one who flew cl- too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Also, also I think that if I, if they had done this as a series, then that, that big twist there toward the end, the betrayal yeah, uh, that would have meant would have had even more weight to it for me. It did for me, man. I'm telling you, yeah. the way I watched this when I finished it, I sent a text to Johnny. I was like, I'm so glad I watched it this way because I paced myself. I got kind of involved a little bit, had time to percolate and think on the things I'd I'd seen, and then come back more again. Like it's the second installment, and by the time yeah. I was done, I was like, man, I loved this. I thought okay. it was such. It's a it's a lot that's happening in it. So if you try to sit down on once, you're going to be overwhelmed. A yeah. lot of characters are introduced that you've never heard before. Uh, grand, grander cosmic ideas are now being introduced into this, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Uh, I am talking about straight up cosmic to the point no, where, so wh- wh- where are we beings going? Now, spoil, but here you go. System. Human beings going? now, there was a scene where this, one of the celestials was coming to like, like say what the hell's happening. So Wait, there's Earth's a scene. Acknowledge- they all see this thing kind of out in the distance. It's it's just this monstrous thing that's past kind of the the I don't know the atmosphere or something, but you could see this thing. It was insane, and everybody's like freaking out, dude. So the world right is going to be so moving. Next movies coming up are going to be reacting to this moment that people. Who are knows? Probably. I mean, you'll probably say that now that you know the scientists and all these things are going to try to figure out what that was all about. Um, but here's the other thing. It's all of these different characters were pl- planting ideas and seeds to a lot of things that are going to be coming, which was awesome, yeah. especially, especially the end credit scenes. Yeah. But real quick, before we get to that, I yeah. thought the, the main celestial that you, that they yeah. talked to uh, really, to me, when I first saw it, my thought was, man, I can't wait for Marvel to do Galactus. Right. right? That's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking. The way they're going to see that kind of like that image. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's a, oh my god! So it, it was done so awesome. So dude. so Galact is Galactus a celestial? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't is know. He? he he might be. I mean, he literally eats planets, right? Exactly. Right. Also, 
I think that's awesome because when they did Galactus in the other movie, come on, they, it was oh, like the smoky the, cloud the smoke. Yeah, we're it was it was that. very much like the ultimate version of whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But this one, like if we're going to see a like Galactus and they're going to show they that, just call him a cosmic exciting. entity. That's all he's okay. called. He's just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about those end credit scenes, Chris. I mean, so the first pulled up to, to the watch. first end credit scene we get. Oh, oh, you want me to pull it up? I can you pull want, it up. Let's pull. Let's pull them up. If all right. Mind. Here. Here. Give me a sec. All right. So first we're going to do the. The p- mid credit scene. All right. Behold, the royal prince of Titan, brother of Thanos. I'm Eros. Your friends are in big trouble. That's Star Fox. We know where to find them. Yeah, and it's also kind of cut a little bit too. Oddly enough. Yeah, it's weird, right? Here's another. Here's the next one. So this character is introduced at the very beginning of the Eternals because he's interested in kind of dating one uh, before he finds out she's an Eternal. Um, well, he's and still so, interested even after that. Yeah, and, and and so later on when you know she says something about you know this is who I am, this is everything about me. It's toward the end of the movie. He's like, well, he goes, so no more. She goes, he goes, so so no more secrets or something like that. And she said, no, blah blah. He goes, well, uh, there's a funny thing about my family or something like that. Yeah, like he was about to drop a big truth bomb. Uh, and, and then she then, got, and then we had the whole thing come up that looked like Galactus and everything, and yeah. she got sucked off. So he got interrupted, but here we go. So now this is him at the end of the, the very last credit. Here we go. Sure, you're ready for that, Mr. Whitney? Bam. He's a medieval character created by Stan Lee back in the day. Um, but this is who that's supposed to be. He's going to be Black Knight. And he's very ev- he's very interesting. Um, just real quick, his um the the basics of it is that sword runs in his family mm-hmm. and it gives you powers when you use it, so you can use it to help save people, but it also at the same time drives you uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Like it, it messes with your head and stuff. So uh, I really like that character. I liked him from the beginning. Like the second they introduced him, he was likable. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see where they're going to go with that. Uh, but Anthony, do you know who that voice was? There I was about you? to say, this is who they're saying that voice is when they I said, didn't, you I, sure you want to do that, Mr. Whatever? No, I didn't pick up on it. From what I read, everybody's saying that's Blade. That's the new blade. Like they, who the cast is blade now. It's somebody yeah. else. It's the guy, the guy uh, who plays blade. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting. They're How? throwing that down. So that'll be fun. Um, dude, you need to watch Eternals. You need to just watch it. You can have, I will now here. So here's watch the thing. it in installments. Like Chris did though. I'm telling you watching the installments that like you fair enough. No problem. Yeah. Um, also, let's talk about that first uh, after credit scene. Yes. Um, Eros, yeah, AKA Eros, and Star Kim. Fox, and I don't uh, know who Star and, Fox is either. That's it's he's Thanos's brother. They kind of set that up there. Uh, also, Pip, the one who introduced him, that's voiced by Patton Oswald. So, oh really? Anytime, I didn't know that. Yep. So, anytime he does anything, I'm on board. I love Patton Oswald. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I looked this up. I'd heard of this character 
and I and I think I knew he was related to Thanos somehow. Um, but his power or whatever is like he can kind of make people do what he wishes, right? It's that kind of psychic control, yeah, over the emotions of others. Yeah. He's Which got superhuman very- strength, agility, durability, and longevity. He can fly. Yeah. And he's got psychic control. I don't know how much of that they're going to actually put on the this version of him. But you know who that is, right? That plays him? I was wondering if he looks really familiar. No. I believe that's Harry Styles, isn't it? Oh, it might be. Wait, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know why? You know, he's I never, ever heard like knew anything about it well i'd heard of his band but never listened to it yeah the reason i know him is he was fantastic in dunkirk i don't know if you've ever seen dunkirk no i didn't see that oh man that movie is amazing and incredible and he was in it and he was really good nice 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 work around there johnny so there's there's a lot of good stuff there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon one of the things i saw that they did confirm was that the idea of the snap that was enough cosmic energy to number one, create the emergence, which was starting. Right. But that is what is now activated the X gene in mutants across the globe who, yes, that this is going to be a part of that. So we haven't heard about many of them uh, like maybe Wolverine and stuff because they were kept under secret government control or in hiding. But um, we're going to start seeing in the the future movies, these references to things happening where you know these kind of hum- superheroes are showing up everywhere. Bring it on! Oh, man. Um, Marvel is doing it right. I'm so excited. Now, what's the other thing I wanted to look at here? Uh, what's, Ghostbusters. What's coming up? Oh yeah, yeah. But real quick, what's coming up in Phase Four? Uh, real quick, we have um, Moon Knight. That's the next series yes. that's coming up. We got a trailer for that. They dropped a trailer for that. Yes. Uh, that's that looks- something you're looking forward to. I am. I think I really like that's the one thing I like about the, how they're doing the Marvel stuff. Like, even though it's all connected, each one's kind of its own thing and shot differently. Just like comics. This, yes. And like this one looks like it's going to be more of a almost like a horror film, right? Yeah. How they're kind of setting it up. Uh, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk is coming. What do you think about that? Does that even interest you at all? Because I've had uh, no, I've gotten nothing to, to tell me like this is going to look awesome or this looks good. The only thing I'm going on is the fact that overall Marvel uh, hasn't really let me down, even on stuff that I wasn't even caring about to start with. So I'll give it a shot just because they've earned that for me. Next up is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. That's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. Um, Black Panther Wakanda forever. This is an important one that's coming. You know why? Mm -hmm. They confirmed that we are going to be introduced to the Atlanteans and mm. Namor. Oh, wow. They're really? Re- yeah. Oh, they're really, they're really dropping the mutants hard on this one. It's coming, dude. It's coming. So that's, uh, okay. that's the yeah, last that's cool. of 2022. Well, Thor love and thunder is coming as well, but I don't know much about what's happening with that storyline. Yeah. The next guardians is also in the pipeline. There's a lot, a lot coming, but that's going to be fun. All right. Yeah, you're right, Johnny. Let's get into some Ghostbusters talk so that we can finally end the show and stop torturing the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into some Ghostbusters here because yeah. Anthony went, Anthony and I went to go see it opening week in 4D, dude. Um, this was, intense. yeah. You ever do 4D theaters? Yeah, we have one. Um, 
was the last movie I saw in 4D? It was before the pandemic. It was uh, awesome. Moves, moving seats. Yeah, it's really wind cool. blasts, light, yeah. lightning, and all kinds of stuff happening all around you. I don't Tasers know if we had lightning. Chairs. <laughs> Ours had these like these light things that whenever the what do you call it the um the ecto gun would shoot off it would like flash. The ecto gun, it's not the ecto gun. Oh, it's the the um. um why can't I think? Proton pack. Proton packs. When they would shoot it, you'd see the lights flash across the sides of the the theater. That's cool. That sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> it was a cool experience. experience. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, Ghostbusters. This is a return to the original franchise, and it's yeah. in present time. They we are following Egon's family, his yeah. his daughter and her kids. Yes. So Egon's grandchildren, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, his granddaughter Phoebe, and his uh, grandson, who's played by the uh, the kid from Stranger Things, Finn Wolf, Wolfhard's Wolf, is ex- Wolf something. Yeah, uh, Finn Wolfhard's great. Uh, uh, but uh, Gil Coyote Soft is also a really good actor. I want you to look at him. Yeah. There's and there. So the idea to this is they're going to Egon's place to start cleaning it out because they're acknowledging the fact that he's passed. He's died. Yeah. And yeah. the family comes across this. The, the girl, the kids come across all his old Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that just bring that's kind of brings us back into the world of Ghostbusters. Right. Mm-hmm. And what also brings us into this world is that, oh, there's trouble of Brune again. There's ghosties coming around again. And uh, somebody's got to something's got to be done about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these kids take it upon themselves to do what needs to be done to fight yeah. off the ghosts, try to save the day. And at the very end of the movie, they need a little help from the old schoolers, and the the remaining three old schoolers show up. Boom. Yeah. That's we said movie. spoilers. That was but, it. But. We watched the movie. Anthony, you re- you really loved it. You said you really liked this a lot. I really I really did like this because I did not hold any t- emotional ties to the OG Ghostbusters. Yeah. That being said, I do like the old Ghostbusters. Like n- number one. Have phenomenal. you watched both? Number- yes. Number one, way more frequent. Number two, handful of times. Which one had a better so, soundtrack? The first one or the second one? I'm going to say both of them because they both have probably had the same. <laughs> Knowing it's probably that no one of, one, one of them Is had one actually have a soundtrack soundtrack. Well, that one was the you know who you're gonna call the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah, that's but then one. the other one had Bobby Brown, dude. See, okay, so I'm gonna say first <laughs> one because I don't recognize the second one. How about that? But as far as my feelings on this one, is that I didn't have any old uh connection to the old one. So coming in on this one, it's fun. I can see how they wanted to reboot it and have it be uh, like this new generation, this new buildup for this up and coming Ghostbuster people. It seems like the female version didn't work. I didn't watch that one. Maybe it's supposed to be good. I don't know. But for this one, uh, uh, that one gets a lot of flag. Yeah, uh, I it. I think it's fine. I had no problem with it. It's actually pretty funny, in my opinion. I, I'll have I to just, check it out. I just haven't gotten I'm, around to it. I, it's not any reason I haven't watched it. Same. That's that's how I'm at it. But as far as like this one with the reboot or using the continuation of the lineage idea, um, I I know how it can come off as hokey. I get that, and I'm starting to get to the age where it is starting to get to me like, ah, oh, come on, would you why just not let let it be, let it be? But I like how they did it. It was a little awkward with the whole no Egon not talking. That was kind of weird. But I still like. I think I would have hated it if he talked personally. 
Same. So let's let's I want to hear what Johnny has to say about this, because yeah. honestly, the reason this is one of the reasons I, I wanted Johnny on, because he and I, we were going to talk about this. And I was just like, because we, we we see it differently. And, you know, and at first I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to you about it, Johnny, because like, I don't want to say things that will make you look at it different if you liked it as much as you did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell us what you thought after seeing the movie. All right. So let me preface this by saying. Uh, I love Ghostbusters. It's not my all-time favorite thing. That'd be Ninja Turtles, but it's it's up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my favorite character is Egon, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Egon. He's my favorite character, which is really weird because I'm honestly nothing like Egon. I'm probably more of a either a Ray or a or <laughs> or, or, or a Vankman, if I'm being honest with myself. But I just I could see you Egon. as Ray. I could see you as yeah. Ray for sure. Johnny, yeah. are you God? <laughs> there is no Johnny, only Zool. Uh, it's so this movie kind of the way that they approached it really hooked me from the beginning. Um, I've since tried to look at this without the nostalgia there. And it's so hard for me to do. Uh, so I'm acknowledging that right up front. Uh, so these little things that are ticking, uh, you know, is really for me, like uh, I love Egon. So the fact that you're kind of following his family, uh, and you're actually learning more about Egon. Honestly, we probably learned more about Egon in this movie than any of the other ones. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah. So that part I really liked. Uh, you know, um, I I'm also a Paul Rudd fan. So anytime you can throw him into something, he felt he felt like he fit in this universe to me. Um, I thought all the kids were fantastic, man. They got some really great actors. Um, the granddaughter, Phoebe. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't know any of the actor's name except for Finn because of Stranger Things. But uh, she was incredible. Like she's. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what more she does. She was so good. I agree. Uh, and her and her pal podcast that was his name. Yeah, <laughs> loved that nice. kid. Loved that kid. Their chemistry uh, really helps this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really enjoyed them. Um, I thought all the characters were really good. I, I think the ending where again obviously spoilers where they're they're fighting uh an enemy that if you've seen the other two movies you are well aware of um they're fighting this enemy and um egon's spirit shows up right i we're in the era now where technology is so good that you know they can kind of do that i mean gosh on boba fett you know luke skywalker right like he looked really good uh, despite the fact that he's a young Luke Skywalker and Mark mm-hmm. Hamill is not young anymore. And I love Mark, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it looked really good. Uh, I thought this looked good, but it gets really weird when the actor whose likeness you're using is no longer with us. Right. It's really weird. Cause I still remember when Harold Ramis passed away. Like I was, you know, it hurt me. Right. Cause I'm such an Egon mm-hmm. fan. I was very sad about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was at first I was a little put off by it. And like, I think and still, if I'm thinking about it, I probably would have just preferred how they were kind of using his spirit at the beginning where you never actually saw him, but it was obvious he was there. I think I would have liked that better, but I do like that. If they're going to do it the way they did it, that he didn't talk. Cause if he would have talked, I think it really would have, and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I know he's gone and it would have felt kind of sacrilegious dirty yeah. yeah yeah if he was talking and stuff like just don't do that uh and i'm glad that he didn't um the part so the where the other ghostbusters acknowledge him and talk to him 
Uh, that really got me. I like that because it's kind of acknowledging the history and stuff. That's what you would want. Um, the fact that he always did love his grand, his his daughter, and she didn't recognize that until toward later in the movie. I like that. There's a lot about this movie I really really liked. It really hit me in the feels. But again, I'm acknowledging that I'm a giant Egon fan, and if you love Egon, I think that goes a long way for this movie for sure. Yeah, I agree. He was my favorite. I agree. There was a lot. Okay, so I am the same. I'm a a big Ghostbusters fan. Have loved mm-hmm. the movies. Uh, the animated series was one of my favorites of all time. The oh, real Ghostbusters. So, it still holds up, by the way. Oh my god, it's so good, and just the animation itself is so good. Some of those episodes are really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and I'm not opposed to doing movies where we want to do a reboot, um, where we use legacy, you know, to help inform what we're going to do moving forward. So I'm not against that stuff. So, you know, knowing that this was Egon's daughter and her hair, she has shorter hair, kind of curlier hair, the way, you know, glasses, the glasses. I mean, it was like, of course, this is his granddaughter, right? So that's cool. I like that a lot. I did like like when we first saw Ecto-1, like when they came across Ecto-1, I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is great. When they're coming across the stuff like the trap, you know, and all these things, it's like, this is awesome because they're going through granddad stuff and like they these are the this is a grandchild whose grandfather saved new york city do you know what i mean it's kind of like when you have a, a world war ii person in your family and you have the old clippings that say how they actually did something in the war you know what i mean like that's yeah. what it is and so we're getting to see all this stuff but it's all it's kind of also reminding us old schoolers that this stuff is tucked away and dusty right this is old this is old stuff this is really showing us now old and new and young right and so they're, they're trying to show us that this old stuff we're trying to pass it on and, and show us a new group of people that's cool i just felt like throughout this movie it was a fun ride there's a lot of things that were fun in there but there was a lot of things that i kept going like oh come on like what like how fast they fixed the car right and you're talking about kids not not a yeah. mechanic yeah okay. i did have that thought too because nowhere and the setup of this movie did they set up that that kid could do stuff like that. right there's the other piece that um they how much did they the say that the packs there. the packs weighed it was like 30 very, pounds or something like that they're supposed to be very heavy right and this young kind of skinny girl is yeah. car- not only carrying this thing like it's this not a problem but she's child. handling she's handling the, the blast like it was not a problem had, all right this is just my comedy instincts coming in like my when she was putting that on the first time, I thought she, she was going to fall over. Yeah, yeah. what if like she fell back funny. like a like a like a turtle and couldn't get up, yeah. right? And so there's those things. There's all these little mm-hmm. things, right? Um, I get what they were doing with the impression of Egon being there, right? With like, I liked a lot of times, like you said, when you didn't see him, there was just kind of this feeling or this whatever. But there was one time where it felt like it was too much. Like it was like this fluttering of wind that moved this to do that. It was something big deal. Like it was a pattern all the way across. And I was just like, uh, I get, I get it, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm just going to, you know, not worry about that piece. All of a sudden, these kids know how to drive this Ecto one. They know how to handle this seat that, I mean, I don't remember that being on the movies of the other ones. That it's wasn't not. That, that was new for this one. Yeah. So to see that was like, first of all, where did that come from? And if that did exist, how do they even know how to use something like this? And then again, well, they, set like, the, they did set that up in fairness as like they found that out by accident. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of those things where I was just like, oh, this is hurting let me, me now. <laughs> this let me is hurting ask me. you this. Let me ask you this, Chris. Yeah. This is a thought that I did have in the world of Ghostbusters in the first two movies and in this one. Uh, most of the ghosts that you see only kind of resemble people, right? Some of them right. don't even resemble people at all. Right. They're, creep- uh, they're creepy. Yeah, like Creatures. Slimer. Right. I mean, Slimer's a great example, yes. right? doesn't look like a person whatsoever. And in this one, they have, a, what do they call him? The one that ate the metal and stuff? Robert. Yeah. Or- yeah. Yes. He has a name. I can't remember what it is. He's. I think they're trying to say him up as an ex-Slimer or something yeah, like that. I, and that was the other thing. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have Slimer. That's just right. Me. Just bring Slimer but back. He's immortal. He he's a he's a yeah. you know. Yeah. Like why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be Slimer? Slimer? Yeah, for real. Bring Slimer back. It'd be uh, even comical. Of course, Slimer. Comes BSB. Back. Bring Slimer back. Yeah. Hashtag BSB. Um, so to me, it was kind of weird that Egon's spirit looked like him. <laughs> like he didn't look like he had anything. Like you know any of the yeah. other ghosts who almost have like they either look. Nothing like a human, or if they are humanoid, somewhat deteriorating. Have, yeah, okay. exactly. I yeah. got you. I got you. First movie, the librarian. She's half there. The other part of her body's not there. But think of it this And way. doesn't she do like a weird scream? And she turns into changes. a creature. Yeah. Yeah. And she screams. Okay. Egon also is a ghostbuster. So he's probably a scientist that would have studied how to become to be more. <laughs> okay. Controlled. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. So. Now, now, <laughs> now we get to Paul Rudd. I like Paul Rudd. I really like Paul Rudd, but I felt like Paul Rudd was only in this movie to give us the Walmart scene. I feel like that was the only reason to have him in this movie. And that Walmart scene just felt like it felt like oh, too much. Now it felt like too much now because it was like, they're giving us all the things that work, like looking at the stuff nostalgically seen. And even if you want to suspend disbelief with these kids learning how to use all this stuff so fast, like we're getting a lot of that now, but to, if you're not going to give us Slimer, but now you got to give us another version of stay puffed, but now it's little, little ones, right? Cause it's that cutesy factor. It's like the baby Yoda yeah. factor. Really? Like, what are we going to market to kids? And then also, the hellhounds, like the the dogs, you know what I mean? Like those beasts, like it was all. Yeah, they basically used him as like the as like the um, new um, uh, Rick Moranis character, yes, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And it was just to experience mm-hmm. a lot of these things and give us a way to kind of throw all the stuff that you used to love in the one into this real quick. So like, hey, you saw this, you saw this. Now watch this. Boom. Oh, you like Stay Puft? We're gonna give you a cute one. Boom. And it was just like, that's when I started going like. Oh, they're trying too hard. Like this is trying too hard. They're putting way too much into it. And I get it. It's fan service. It's about giving it to the person who literally bleeds ghostbusters. But for the people who still loved it, like do us a favor and not overdo it because you're going to help lose us. Right. And then that end. So the first part of that end that really hurt me was when the old guys showed up only because of the way they were portrayed. The second you see them, it's not like they're like, oh, we're here. Like it was like they looked kind of old and deflated and just kind of standing there. You know what I mean? They all looked old. And I know Except they're for Winston, old. man. Winston still holds up, dude. <laughs> right. But I know they're old and I get it. But yeah. they they just looked it. They didn't. They weren't like Don't shown they even make in a any comment way. about it, though. They're like, ah, we're getting old. For, like, they even yeah. say something. I yeah. think. And it felt so tired to see that. And as much as I love the old guys, it hurt me seeing how old they were on screen. Do you know what I mean? It really did. And, yeah, and I, 
it kind of tarnishes how like I see those guys in my mind when I think of the Ghostbusters, because now there's this image of them that's just not part of that. And it's okay. It's my personal feeling on that. The other side of it was Egon. I didn't like that they showed it to him. They showed us. Mm -hmm. It was overboard. Like we see the hand come do this. Like we could have seen, like you said, Johnny, something where you didn't see him, but it was kind of like if they could pull it off and the acting was done right, an acknowledgement that there was something there. And like kind yeah. of looking at each other and looking at an empty space between them and be like, like, this is something here. And so it, you know, gives them more to fight for. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It could have been done different. And when I saw that, and I know there are people who were just like weeping for joy when they saw it. But for me, I was just like, yeah, this movie just lost me. <laughs> I was ready to overlook so many other things. And then it was just that. And I was like, I can't, I can't anymore. And I've yeah, only seen I- it once though. So. Now, again, John Egon fan here. So I did cry when he showed up. No, I know. I'm sure. Uh, it's fine. I get what you're saying. Cause I was, I mean, I already kind of said the fact that they showed him mm-hmm. uh, was pushing it for me too. I would have much preferred if you never saw him, but you knew he was there. I think that would have been more um, when it comes to the older Ghostbusters showing up. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I may have preferred if they kind of would have just set them up uh, earlier throughout the movie, kind of just helping them with information, right? Like they, they kind of did with Ray a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you don't even hear from the other two or anything until that end scene. They just kind of show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Winston does get some great after credit scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. He really does. He really sets some stuff up. So I want to talk to you about that after this. Uh, the Paul Rudd thing is really fascinating to me, Chris, uh, in that you felt that way because to me, he was oddly enough supposed to be me, right? Like I grew up with the Ghostbusters, so I knew the history of the Ghostbusters. I knew about this thing happening in New York. I knew what uh, you know what the traps were and all this stuff, and that's kind of what his character served as for me personally. And I know um, he was also part of the scientific piece of this movie. Like he was studying yeah. things that were helping kind the of seismic, inform, yeah, the and, seismic and, stuff, and yeah. it helped create that bond with the girl who was Egon's granddaughter. So mm-hmm. it helps pull him into this world. Yeah. But again, yeah. like you said, for me, it felt like the Rick Moranis character where though he is important in certain pieces of the Ghostbusters story, it was more there to be reactionary and to be in these kind of situations where they could. And unfortunately, instead of giving us new stuff, which would have been awesome, they, they decided to use him in moments of kind of like trying to just dump all nostalgia down at us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that I was very torn on is when at some point in this movie, uh, the kids get, uh, well, they're not really thrown in jail, but they're put in jail, right? They're held mm-hmm. in jail. I guess is the best way. I was annoyed it. about this entire situation with the jail and the cop. I will say I just yeah. didn't um, me. The cop who I believe is the same guy who sang the theme song. Is that, am I right on that? Is it? I think so. Nice. I might be wrong on that. Please do not quote me, <laughs> but he has a line, which I get that you have to say like who you're going to call when he asks for their phone call. And oh, I yeah. get it. But part of me was like, uh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. Can you just stop already? We get what we're doing. We're happy. You made this movie. You don't have to give us everything from all yeah. the other movies. So to me, that was all the way up to the point where they were pushing it. <laughs> that's funny, man. Uh, but yeah, that's the, the after credit scene, I think really sets up uh, a lot of fun. Like what if Winston, cause they, they kind of established that he actually became rich, right? Like mm-hmm. he has a lot of money. He's doing really well for himself. 
Mm-hmm. So what if he becomes the one who kind of supports these young kids Finances. growing up as Ghostbusters? I could see that. Yeah, I would. I with, would with, like with Ray, maybe kind of being an advisor into the occult yeah. side of it, being able to answer questions like they're, they're coming exactly. up against a certain entity and they don't understand what it is. They're going to call Ray and he's going to say, oh, you're going up against this. This is what you're going to want to do. This is how you're going to fight if, them. What if that's the next series? And Bill Scrap Murray, the they're movie. constantly trying to go to Bill Murray. He's just like, kids, I'm telling you, I don't do this anymore. I, yeah. I have other and things. I did like that last scene with him and um Oh God! What I want to say, Ripley, because <laughs> that's what she is. Oh. <laughs> but I did like that too. That Weaver. Really good. Yeah, Sigourney that's Weaver. a really fun callback. But yeah, um, I did like this. I understand what you're saying, Chris. A, a very much so. Um, this movie really was a lot of fan service for sure, and I do think when you bring back these old properties, that's one of the things you got to be careful of, right? Um, if you don't put enough fan service in there, you're going to get thrown into the coals. If you put too much in there, then it's like, well, you're really trying too hard. Right. So I think it's kind of really tough to bring these things back. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, look at that kind of loud. Yeah. And you never, th- you never thought that, you know, it, you could mess up Star Wars until they tried to really do some a little yeah. too much Jesus. after the fact. It's just it's just it's a it's a balancing act, and it really is. There's a balancing act when it comes to doing what they're trying to do, because I think we're just we just live in a world now where, um, you know, these kind of requels are going to happen. You know what I mean? This is what they're doing. They're going back to old stuff that people really like, and they want to reboot it, but also make it a sequel. So it's we're just going to have to get used to these more and it's, and for the people who are making them, it's, you know, it's a tough, it's going to be tough because it's about, it is a balancing act. If you do it too much, you're going to really push away people, even hardcore fans, you'll push them away for them mm-hmm. feeling like, like all you're Star doing Wars. is spoon feeding them garbage. And instead of yep. giving them something new to latch onto along with the stuff that they're familiar with, you know? Yeah. And also a uh, side note that was not the singer. I don't know why yeah, I, I was looking, I was looking at that. Yeah. yeah I, okay. I, I think somebody had told me that and I just ran into that like an idiot without actually checking it out myself, but uh, it was on the uh, Joe Rogan, but that show. line, but that line is most certainly in this movie and he says it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it makes you go, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. So yeah, that's my feelings on the movie. Unfortunately, well, now, I've well, only seen it you. once. I might watch it again just to kind of get past that and get into it, into it. But a lot here's, of it kept here's what I was going to say. I'm just I'm going to watch it again too at some point and kind of try to look at it uh, the way you did just to see if I you know just see oh, how no. oh no oh uh, no no I want to do that um, <laughs> but because I think your criticisms are valid I can't say that you're wrong uh, Johnny it wouldn't be the first time that Chris's criticism broke something. <laughs> that you're to watch. Well, I do. I know I do from know. experience and Hallmark movies are ruined. I do. Well, those should have been ruined. <laughs> they kind of ruined, they ruined themselves. Uh, I do know just from history of my friendship with Chris, not to really push anything on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Oh. oh man, this was fun conversation. This was a good one, Johnny. Times. We got to have you up more on more often. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be awake. And let's do an entire improv time. episode. Like we'll come up with our situation, and the entire thing will be a fictitious whatever we're putting on. No, it'll just improv. be real- only starring only Anthony. I'll just be okay. Here real quick for improv. I'm excited that you were on the show because I wanted to bring this up to you. Okay. So what I did, I did watch. Yes, have you yes. guys watched Murderville yet? Yeah, I saw the first seen episode. All of them. Love it. Freaking oh love my it. god, yeah. I saw love the first it. episode. Fucking great. 
It's, okay, good. Cool. I'll tell you this, Chris, because you've only seen that first episode with yeah. Conan O'Brien. It's fantastic. Oh. It gets even better. I'm looking and forward somehow, to Marshawn Lynch, dude. I don't I know why. I I feel like he's, he's so funny. <laughs> I can't wait. I didn't expect it. I yeah, can't wait. Uh, all the guests that they have are amazing on there. It's, nice. It's like a game, and I love it that I like I guessed wrong on the last one. I had both of I actually I got them both wrong. That's funny. Well, also, and I do not want to give anything away because uh, mm-hmm. Chris I'm is not watching. I don't, spoil, I don't spoil it at all. But you have to watch these in order, oddly enough, because despite oh, okay. the heavy improv on it, there is like, like an arc callbacks. To it. Okay. Oh, yeah. storyline. Yeah, I could tell there's a main storyline they're doing, and yeah. uh, there's maybe certain things that are already set in place for the main actors to do. But the guests, you could tell, you could tell they're just. And man, I was very impressed with Conan O'Brien. I was just so impressed with how he just got into that character. Oh, yeah. It was so good, dude. I can't wait to watch the rest. And then we'll talk about that. We'll have an episode uh, where we do that. So yeah. anyway, I'll be on for that one because I, I do want to talk about this show a lot. Awesome. I, I loved it. Anthony, so I asked you before if you uh, if you were going to bring anything to this episode for this week. And you said, yeah, you'd make sure to work on something and have something. Do you have anything? Yeah, right, we'll see do. you guys next week. Peace. Peace.